Hello, and welcome everybody to the PlayStation Report. This is episode 306, and it is the first normal episode, if you can call anything that, of 2022. Tyler, what's up, buddy? We do it all over again. Yeah, absolutely. This is our, what, sixth year? Almost. Dude, I don't want to th- think about that. It's crazy. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That just means I'm older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Totally insane. But, yeah. What's up? What's up, buddy? Oh, just uh, paying big bills. Um, f- just having a real fucking time today. <laughs> uh, how are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm all right. Um, yeah, just, just lots of craziness at work. I was down at a college that we're working for, um, yesterday and we're building them a, a nice new, uh, dining edition, um, all sorts of stuff. It's an older college and I was in their building they're using now in their kitchen. And I mean, this building's from a early 60s holy smokes that it's it was like the most disgusting kitchen i've ever been in um <laughs> the superintendent that we have running the project was like hey be careful when you pop a ceiling tile because they have a rat infestation and there's just rat shit all over the place above the ceilings and he was not like it was that's disgusting. Very gross. Did not smell good. Um, I popped a ceiling tile, did my thing, uh, put it back, and went to grab my ladder to move somewhere else. And I looked down, and there was a cockroach on the floor. Mm. And I was like, ooh. So um, I can see why they, they want a new kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. Um, yeah, I don't think... So yeah. I don't think I'd want to eat anything out of that kitchen. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll eat so yeah, it's been an interesting week. All right. Well, uh, I am currently. Well, we're recording this on a Thursday, just so you all know out there. We're trying to catch up a little bit on the news because we know the last couple of episodes we didn't get too far into the news at all. Um. But I've been playing video games too, and I have to talk about some of them because I've been having a great time. Um, Tyler, we played some more Halo Infinite. Yes, played some more multiplayer. Yes, we did. I'm. I think I might be good at Halo Infinite when I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I I felt pretty good the other night. You and me, let's be honest, we were carrying our team. Yeah, a little bit. For the most part. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a few matches that weren't very good, but it was yeah, it was mostly just you and me. <laughs> it was still a good time, though. I mean, you can't go wrong with um, Fiesta. It's always a good time grinding that event. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a blast, dude. I love that game. Obviously. It was my gaming year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it just feels good to have Halo like back, and it's like a somewhat regular thing that we all play together again. It just brings back to good old days. Yeah, I'm just thinking that maybe, uh, maybe it's 
as much as I love Halo, and I do love Halo, Tyler, we need we need to play other multiplayer games because I feel like when ha once Halo launched, like we stopped doing other multiplayer games together. Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely did. So I, I've got I've got a few games we should try out. One of which being one of this month's um, PlayStation Plus games, Deep Rock Galactic. We got we gotta we gotta become our inner dwarves and go and mine some asteroids and shoot some bugs, man. We gotta try. Sure. Yeah, I'll download it. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also need to play. Uh, it takes two. Yes. I we need to figure out like that. why people decided that was game of the year. I why agree. people think it's a family game or not. Which yeah. side of the coin will come down on? <laughs> I don't know, but I've heard yeah. some horror stories about that, uh, especially with people actually playing it in front of their kids. Like, yeah, right. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I know it's on Game Pass now, but I bought it before you know, came Game Pass. Game Pass on PS Five. I gotta see if there's a way I could give you like my friend code over the interwebs or something. Um, yeah, there should be a way to, to see, do that because I'm sure you would have to download it or something. So I'll have to see if I can do that. So because I, I, you can play online co-op. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have anything else you've been playing, man? I mean, to distract you from the disgusting bullshit at work. No, unfortunately, that was the only time I've been able to play games since we oh, last recorded, shit. and I was going to on Tuesday, but had to do some extra work um, at home and uh, I was just grinding stuff out and watched fucking Cobra Kai which is awesome mm -hmm. and I started The Witcher Season 2 oh yeah buddy on Netflix so did you watch Season 2? yeah I, wa I okay. watched Season 2 of Witcher like that was that was great that was a great time I'm sad that I have to wait for more Witcher <laughs> Yeah. It almost yeah. got me to start a new Witcher 3 save, I'm not going to lie. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I I mean, I really liked first season. I liked this opening episode. It was it was good. Good deep conversations. I liked that uh, that boar man. You should not Although like that more... boar man. <laughs> that boar man's <laughs> awful. No, he, he is, but, but he has some funny things to say. Hmm. I like him giving Geralt a hard, hard time than... You know, playing with knives. That was fun. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good show. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. But, yeah, well, what other games have you played? Well, I'm not going to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen because, you know, I always talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Next, The next time I talk about that is when the next big patch will come up. So, mm. we'll table that. You can just assume that I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, I do have one question on that, though. Are you, like super deep in the end game stuff like have you done all the raids or anything like that like how is the end game so of end walker <laughs> the hardcore people in in final fantasy 14 would call me a filthy casual and they're right they're right so i've done all the normal raids that are available right now there are okay. s tier raids that are available but those require coordination like getting getting a group together that knows knows their shit and generally like those groups are, like, you find those people, and you stick with those people, and you do that do that with mm -hmm. a specific group. Yeah. Um, 
I just don't necessarily have the t- the time or the schedule that allows for that, so I haven't done any of the S tier raids. Um, are they the same raids again, or are they brand new? They are. So they are similar. Um, I I believe the bosses are the like. The bosses are the same. They're just new mechanics, and it is way harder. Okay. Gotcha. So, and, uh, like, some of the things that it does for, for normal raids, like, it telegraphing, like, mechanics, like, if there's going to be an AoE that blasts the floor somewhere, it'll light up that floor in a color. In S-tier raids, it's less common that they give you those indicators. You just have to know what point in the fight they're going to launch those attacks or pay attention to their cast bar, the boss's cast bar. Um... So yeah, it's it's really you have to be you have to know your shit and you have to practice to do the S tiers. Okay. Cool. And I just don't have time for that. Yeah, sounds complicated. <laughs> um But yeah, uh other video games I've been playing, I've popped back into PUBG just to check it out a little bit. Um so PUBG free went play. free to play. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is they've actually added a tutorial, and they've added the ability to, for each account to play 10 AI bot matches. Uh, so I've, I've done their little basic training tutorial just to see what it's all about. It's all very simple stuff to familiarize yourself with the controls. Um, I've done an AI bot match, and of course I won because they're bots and they're not the greatest. Um, although one, one of them almost got me. One of them almost got me. He got two hits on, on, my, on my helmet. And then uh, I, I, I took cover, regrouped, and just popped their ass because they don't know how to use cover very well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- that training mode and those AI matches will definitely get you into the groove of things if you haven't played PUBG before. But I've played PUBG before, so I'm just going to jump right back in and see how many cheaters are out there with the free accounts <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so so is did did you play regular? no I, I have not okay. played a regular okay. match i just i just popped in to see the to see the new stuff the onboarding stuff um yeah and then lastly uh here on my list uh, i played a little bit of chernobylite um did Ooh. a few missions in that uh Tyler, I've come to the conclusion that uh, both the writing and the voice acting is bad. I can even tell the voice acting is bad, even though they're speaking Russian. Mm. I can, like, you cannot tell me that that is good voice acting, and I just don't recognize it because it's in Russian. It's... If someone out there knows Russian and is playing Chernobylite and I'm wrong, light me up about this all you want, but it just sounds like one line will be, like, fucking real quiet and shit, and then they'll just be yelling for no fucking reason the next line. It's Mm. really, really bad in that way. But it's also very funny. It's also (laughs) very funny when they're yelling at you about the most innocuous shit. It's... I think they knew what they were doing, but also, maybe they didn't. Who could say? Yeah. Like, I guess, does the tone of the game at all lend to it being purposeful, maybe? Or. No. So, 
I, I'm not I'm not deep enough in to really get a gauge of that, uh, but from what I can tell, there is kind of a dark sense of humor about it that might might lend itself to this. There's also just a lot of stupid shit. Just a bunch of stupid shit going on in this <laughs> game. So, yeah. Man. The way I'd describe it, and maybe this is inaccurate, and maybe I'm misleading people out there, and I'm sorry if I am. This, to me, is Russian first-person shooter Yakuza. Mixed with, a, mixed with a little bit of stalker. Just okay. a little bit of stalker in there. Um, but well, yeah, that's a hell of a description. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. The people you meet are just like, there's no way these are real people. Like, they're, you're just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And the, vo- the bad voice acting just, like, compounds on that. Uh, so, yeah. I I look forward to playing a little bit more Schnobelite. It is it is like so sometimes when you get drunk, you're too drunk to play a multiplayer first person shooter, you're just gonna get fucking wrecked. I can play Schnobelite when I'm drunk. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's video games. The video games I've been playing. Um Yeah. Yeah. If you if any of you out there See me playing Fortnite on my phone? No, you didn't. Mm. You're denying it. All right. How can I deny oh, it? Didn't okay. I? Yeah, it's not like you didn't. You, you didn't uh, tell me you were you were playing some Fortnite the other night while at work. No. Oh. No. 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 Okay. All right. And you would never expose such a salacious detail of my life. Over a podcast. That's just too far. Let's talk about the yeah. news. Let's just let's just <laughs> talk about the news. Let's do a little bit of catching up here, um, and a little bit of new stuff here. Uh, we have, of course, all of you holiday shoppers out there buying games on sale. PlayStation has released their top downloads of 2021, and. It's not very surprising. No, it's not very surprising. We'll, we'll read down the P. I'll read down the PS5 games here for you, for y'all. And number ten: Far Cry Six, Nine, Resident Evil Village, Eight, MLB The Show, Twenty One, Seven, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Six, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Five, Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, Four, Madden NFL Twenty Two, Three, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales, Two, Call of Duty Vanguard, and at number one, NBA Two K Twenty Two. Yeah. That's the those are very much the games that I would expect yeah. to see here. Does it surprise you at all about NBA two K twenty two being number one over Call of Duty? Fuck yeah. no. After all the noise over a Call of Duty and at Activision Blizzard and you know, take I mean that might have been a small impact, but also just the word of mouth about Vanguard doesn't surprise me. No. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. For sure. Um, you know, maybe... The... Just uh, another typical year, if you look at this list. I don't know. I, I, I feel like... I feel like NBA and Madden are always there. I think maybe the surprise is MLB. Um, also, because it's 
it's on Xbox too. It was on Game Pass for Xbox. That might be the surprise on this list, but I I expected NBA and Madden to be on the list. NBA 2K21, Madden NFL 22, Call of Duty Vanguard number five, NBA 2K22 number four, three Minecraft, two Black Ops, Maybe. Cold War number one's GTA Five. God damn it! <laughs> Just doesn't go away. It doesn't. Dude. And it won't. No. It's Because cool. they still have to release the PS5 version of yeah. GTA 5. It, dude, this game's going to be 10 years old next year. Isn't that insane? That it's still... Like, uh, we've talked about it so many times, but it's just so mind-blowing how much that game still is bought. It's crazy. Yeah, especially when you think of, like... I'm not saying they're similar games or anything, but another very popular 10-year-old game, Skyrim, isn't isn't hitting these lists anymore. Oh, no. Definitely not. And you can buy Skyrim on anything. Yep, literally anything. GTA 5 ain't on the Switch. Nope. Skyrim is. Does this surprise you they're not on Switch? No. I don't think Nintendo will ever put it... Put it... They don't have the GTA Trilogy on Switch, do they? Mm. I'm not about to make an ass of myself. But I don't think they'll ever put a GTA yeah, I don't, on I don't think so. I don't I'm think it's ever it. happened, has it? G- has Grand Master. Theft Auto ever been on Nintendo? Switch. Oh, F you, Internet. Ah, this is being slow. I'll come back at you. Oh, okay. Yeah. The trilogy... Yes, this new badly re-released trilogy is on this. Yes. God damn it. There we go. (sighs) But that... that, That's bad, and you shouldn't buy it. No. It's bad. It's... Yeah. Yeah. That... How do you fuck something up that bad? Or something something like this classic games like oh my god it's just insane that they use the android ports for this like that was the basis of it it's nuts so no I don't think unless they make GTA 5 on mobile which I could see or at least GTA online I could see that yeah I could see them trying to do that yeah then maybe that comes to switch after take two's near 13 billion dollar acquisition of Zynga. Oh, I yes, can see which it. I didn't put in the news but yes, we should, yes, that is a thing that happened. They paid a lot of money for Zynga, which I'm not sure how that's going to do for. Them. Yeah. For some context, the Microsoft Bethesda deal was 8 billion. Disney bought Star Wars for 4 billion and I believe Marvel as well for 4 billion. Jesus. <laughs> so here's what I think about that um, mobile games are huge yeah, especially in large markets such as China or India mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's the move they're going yeah. I, th- I think those are the markets they're targeting with the Zynga acquisition yeah I mean I'm not saying it's not a smart acquisition at all because obviously they've made popular games but Made a lot of money, but damn. And, I'm going to do a GTA 5 tie-in idle game. 
<laughs> I <Idle> don't <game. laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But GTA Five on mobile is just a no-brainer at this point. Maybe even Red Dead Online as well. I mean, yeah, crazy. Do a Trevor's Meth Lab uh, <laughs> game on mobile. Yeah. Oh boy, it's a match three. Great, yeah. Got to got to make the crystals match. Yes. Okay. Let's get into maybe one of the things I'm I'm more uh, curious about. Maybe uh, maybe uh, it'll inform some of my spending decisions in the future. PSVR two has been officially announced, and they didn't reveal any hardware, but they've shown off some specs. Um, it's going to have inside-out tracking. You aren't going to need a fucking camera for this. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're having new controllers. <laughs> you don't have to use those fucking big sex toy controllers. No. Um, controllers I, called the Sense Controller, which makes a lot of sense. And I believe ah. it connects through one cable. Correct. One USB-C cable, which is a lot better than just the whole tangled mess that was coming out the back of our heads a couple of years ago. Yeah, and you don't need no special box. I mean, that was probably the biggest turnoff for me mm-hmm. on wanting a PlayStation VR at all, is, is all that. I mean, that was just fucking crazy. Anytime you brought that thing over, it was like, oh my god, like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I can see pe- why people might not get it out all the time. It's just a hassle, but yeah, it's just one cord. Makes it nice and simple. And they're making a first-party game. They're, well, they're calling on Fire Sprite to make a game. I th- didn't they just buy Fire Sprite? They did. Uh, so they're going to make a hor- the, this Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is going to be a PSVR 2 launch title, I believe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If Maybe it's not. A launch. Title. I feel like they have to. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it would make a hundred percent sense. They didn't. They're pretty non-committal on if it was a launch title or not. But man, yeah, I mean, that would be huge to have a. I guarantee it. Title. A, I'm, I'm gonna. If it's not the news, I'll say it's the news. It's a launch title. <laughs> if I'm wrong, right. fuck me. All right. Um. Also, yeah, Gorilla is helping out with that game too, but I think Fire Sprite. It's predominantly uh, developing the game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's smart, I think, for Sony to announce a exclusive, especially with one of their bigger franchises. I mean, I know that they did have some first party support for um, the play, original PlayStation VR, but um, not in a huge way. In who knows really what this game is if it's going to be more of a walking simulator game if there's going to be action to it like who knows what it is but still horizon's just a big franchise where whereas uh blood and truth for example i know people like that game uh might just be a harder sell you know and yeah it's 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 good for them to to show that support All right, let's stick on the hardware train here because this next story kind of kind of makes me feel weird. 
So, there's this report coming out of Bloomberg uh, that Sony is focusing some manufacturing to, to make more PS4s to deal with the PS5 shortage. I guess because they want to... I don't know why. They want to sell their first party games, which are also releasing on PS4, which is the only connection here to why they would be doing this. But also... How many PS4s are out in the wild? Like, do they need to manufacture more? Is it that hard to find a PS4? Why are they making more PS4s? Why? Yeah. Like, part of it makes sense. Part of it doesn't. It's interesting to hear this news, and then I think it came out today, that Microsoft killed the Xbox One production at the end of 2020. Um... Which, for them, makes a lot of sense. They just want to manufacture the new boxes, obviously. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Because what's fascinating about this, too, is I think it was their recent financials. Like, I don't even think they sold a million PlayStation 4s in the last quarter. So, the, the sales for the machine are way down. And, to me, it would make sense, too, to... Uh, give the PS4 a significant price cut, potentially, to really just get people in the ecosystem. Because um, I want to say a PS4 is still like 300 bucks, which is weird. And especially when you can get the PS5 for 400 you know, with the, the discless version. I know they're hard to find, but um, price is just kind of interesting. So... I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me, and I wonder if it's just like a a marketplace sort of thing. You know, you want to have shelves on a box of someone, or, you know, <laughs> shelves on the box, boxes on the shelves. Um, if someone's looking for a new console, but most of the time when you're buying a console, you know what you want, so I don't know. But, yeah. I just, I fail to understand some of the decisions Sony makes. Yeah, this one's an interesting one. Uh, what what makes sense, you, you kind of alluded to it, is putting like the software on the console. I think that still makes sense right now. As, as much as I want exclusive games on PS5 because of what we've seen a first-party title can do with like Ratchet and Returnal, but um, as much as I want that... It, you know, it makes sense to still still support the PlayStation 4 because of, you know, how many are out there, how many are still being used, but still making them. I don't know. I just, in, in this is coming from me that knows nothing about manufacturing at all, but the lines that are being used to manufacture PS4, could that, could they be used for PlayStation 5s or I guess not be because of the overall chip shortage, I guess it might not matter. But PS4 uses yeah. different chips than PS5 too. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. obviously I knew nothing about fucking manufacturing at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we do know about PlayStation services. We use some PlayStation services. Neither of us, however, members of this PlayStation Now, which they are phasing out. I anticipate their Game Pass style service is going to launch very soon if they're stopping people from subscribing. 
If they're stopping people from handing them money, I imagine the next thing is very close. Yeah. Yeah, and they say it's so that they can focus on their normal PlayStation gift cards. But it's like, <laughs> what's it fucking matter? It's a gift card. No. But I agree with you. I mean, it's it. that's got to be it. For sure. I mean, I, I feel like we got to hear about this, this service like any any week now. I mean, it would... Right now, I think, is a good time to announce something like that, even if it's not ready for another two months or something to go live, just because there's just not a ton of news right now. I mean, it could really get the conversation going. Xbox Game Pass making some pretty big moves early in the year, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like they, they have to, like, if they're, if you are no longer accepting money for a service... And that replacement service has to be around the corner. Yeah. Like, or else you're just throwing away money. If if you're if there are people already subscribing or wanting to subscribe to PlayStation Now, I mean, come on. What are we doing? Just announce an event where you're going to talk about this. And just talk about it. Yeah. Just talk about it. I agree. I want to talk about it. Me I want to talk about what you're talking about. I know. I agree. I want to see what this new service looks like. <laughs> yeah, me too. I very much do, and I, I really want to know the pricing of it as well. You know, I'm just curious if Sony's going to be competitive with it price-wise. Um, have you used a PlayStation gift card on PS5 on the PS5 store yet? Absolutely not, and I would not be able to tell you how. Yeah, <laughs> so I got I got a PlayStation Store gift card for Christmas, and I the other night, last night actually, went to um, I was I pre-ordered Horizon. You know, I know I shouldn't pre-order digital games, but or just pre-order games. Period. But uh, I I feel like that game's going to be good, so I went to to put to buy the game, and so you put it in your cart. Or whatever, and there's no way to put in a gift card at the time of checkout. So you can put in a discount code, but that's different than a gift card. And so I'm like, fuck it, god damn it. Back out of that, go through all the settings, and you know, find to add money to the wallet. Put the gift card in, we're we're good to go. Go to then buy horizon and I don't see an option to, like, use money from my wallet, basically. On PS4, it, it just spelled it out really nice, you know, to, of, like, you know, this, this is how much you have in your wallet, this is how much you owe off a credit card or whatever, and boom, there you go. But it's still, so I didn't see that option at all, and then just hit confirm purchase, and it said, like, going to charge you, you know, $74, change, you know, what, what it works out to with tax, and I'm like, did it even use my fucking gift card money? Like, what the fuck? It didn't even have anything of, like, $74 and then minus 50 and you owe $24 still. It was just really confusing. And I actually had to go to, um, like, the receipt you get in an email. And luckily it went through. But overall, a little bit more confusing than it needs to be. I'll be honest with you. Um, it's not the end of the world. But I was just like, why is... This one complicated and two, like just not telling you what you need to know right there, right then and there. It's weird. Mm -hmm. 
It's, I mean, part of this is us getting old. Yeah. But the other part is just the UI is still bad. Still bad. Yeah, it could use some improvements for sure. Okay. I'm not sure how much I want to talk about this Days Gone thing. Do you, do you want to br- bring us through this? Because I I didn't play Days Gone. When I saw Days Gone, the trailer for Days Gone, I immediately checked out. And that's the last I really thought about Days Gone. Yeah, I mostly put this in here. Because I, I remember when Days Gone came out. I played it like once or twice and just dropped it for something. Um, I've always kind of wanted to get back to it, but then I just never feel motivated to. Um, but Days Gone to me has been in the news a lot recently because of the, uh, developers, uh, John Garvin, Jeff Ross that recently left Sony Ben, which has been doing a lot of different interviews. And there's just been so much stuff that has come out. Um, first, uh, one of them, I forget which one though, um, said that you know Days Gone sold more than Ghost of Tsushima, which recently passed eight million copies, and um, you know, but they always were looked at as a failure, whereas Ghost is a success. But then that was kind of later proved to be not one hundred percent accurate that statement. So that was weird. Then they've said that it would go in a, a more the sequel would go in a more technical direction. They Then they said they pitched a Siphon Filter reboot, um, which to me makes sense. And then they also pitched an open world resistance game, which is kind of fascinating to me. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of things going on with uh, Days Gone for some reason. Not sure why, you know. There's just a fucking article every day about this, but... Um, yeah, I mean it's just drama. It's drama. They're they're talking shit about their former employer. Um, maybe not, maybe not accurately uh, to some extent, but I guess maybe to another extent that it just shows how little like even people who make a game know about how their game is doing, yeah. which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it it also is a little weird though that. Maybe not weird. I'm sure they have the, their reasons, and we obviously will never hear them. But Sony Bend is, I feel like, treated differently within the first party stable. Um, whereas I, you always hear that they're just constantly like pitching things, but and there are things that maybe on paper make sense, like a siphon filter reboot. I think sure might not light the world on fire, but um, you know, there's people that have been clamoring for that franchise to come back. And I think an open world resistance game would have been awesome. You know, back in the day they pitched an infamous game on Vita that didn't happen. Um, so I'm curious about like their, their pitch process and why these franchises don't happen. And then they're, you know, all those root are that, uh, report last year that they were handed, uh, what an uncharted game and a, the last of us remake that they didn't want to do. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting how they're looked at, but I think on the flip side, while yes, they've made some solid games, they haven't really proved themselves as much as, say, Santa Monica or Naughty Dog or, um, you know, Sucker Punch. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, 
I say what you will about Days Gone, but like, if Days Gone is the pitch that got through, like, do they have good ideas? <laughs> like, Maybe. <laughs> if Days yeah. Gone was the idea that got through, I'm not sure that may maybe some of those other pitches were bad. Maybe. It could very well, you know, have been the case, which is why I'm so curious about it. Just, you know, we'll never really hear about that, but... Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's get out of that messy drama and talk about some things that might bring us a little bit of hype, if I might use that word. Hitman 3. There's a year two roadmap out there, and I've looked at this, and I think I'm a little bit excited for it. Uh, what we got? So they've got their standard elusive target kind of stuff. You know you know about elusive targets yep. that, and all that stuff. They've, they've got that, but the thing that's intrigued me is this new single-player mode. Um, it's called Hitman Freelancer. It's a roguelike. What? Roguelike Hitman. Wow, yeah. that's kind of fascinating. How does that even work? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just read from read a quote from this article. For, it's a quote from IO. For each campaign, you need to choose the order you want to play the missions. After each mission, you'll return to the safe house to restock, resupply, and strategically plan your next move. Whichever location you leave until last will be where you'll corner the leader of the Enterprise, blow the recover, eliminate them, and the campaign is complete. You get paid and return to your safe house. So yeah, it seems like you you start like these campaigns are like a run, like you yeah. start a run with this campaign, and yeah, wow. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like that. That honestly, like it's this great support for the game, which I has always been great at supporting there their hitman titles um in this trilogy but man i feel like this would have been really cool to have at launch if that would would have been possible at all but it's a cool idea for sure they've also announced they're just releasing a whole hitman trilogy um so i guess that makes it simpler to buy all the games because it you did get all the previous hitman games you bought as you bought the next hitman game but it was there was a process to getting that stuff imported I guess they're going to streamline this by, hey, if you just want to get into the Hitman trilogy, you can just buy this package and it's all there. Yeah. It was also, yeah, just overall actually very confusing because I bought Hitman the first one years ago, digitally, got two for Christmas one year on disc, and then bought three digitally. So the process of getting all of that to go because I had digital and, and a disc that's the main problem there, but um, was really confusing. And um, so, yeah, this just makes it easier. And honestly, this is the way to go. I mean, this is the way I played this trilogy last year. It's just played through all three, you know, over a couple months. And, man, it, it's just, it's a ride and uh, really lets you soak in a lot of Hitman and so many good levels. Get it. Uh, yeah, it say. sounds like this freelancer mode you'll be like you'll be upgrading your safe house and like unlocking new areas and customizing stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Hitman I'm glad IO is able to do 
all that they're able to do. <laughs> it is wild that they managed to escape Square Enix with the Hitman franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and it just be very successful. And yeah, they've done a great job with it. One would say Hitman 3 is the fourth best game of 2021. You could say that, yeah. 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 I f- totally forgot about the list. I'm not going to be honest. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't remember what happened yesterday. Yeah. Which means I'll probably forget this next piece of news when it comes April. Uh, Stalker 2 has been delayed to December from April 28th. Ooh. They're releasing December 8th now. First, they were going to do NFTs. Um, now they're not doing NFTs, but, uh, they're delaying. I don't, I don't get it because, you know, their whole idea with doing NFTs is so that they could get more money, which off of a scam, no, mind you, they wanted to scam you out of money. Yeah. (laughs) But now they're going to make development more expensive by delaying it. So, um, who knows? I mean, they should delay it if they need to delay it, but they should also be honest about why they want it to put fucking bullshit in their game yeah i what what if they didn't announce all the nft stuff and the whole game was based around nfts and they're like fuck fuck. this is gonna take a long time (laughs) that'd be absolutely fucked yeah uh yeah i mean of course imagine putting all your eggs in this in this pyramid scheme basket oh yeah yes I I don't want to know what that's like, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, delays suck, but what I'm kind of curious about is, like, Dad, this is a fucking delay, bro. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this ain't, like, a couple weeks or a month. This is seven fucking months. This... They're hoping in December they... the, the, the outrage about NFTs will die down and yeah. they can actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, but but the way we're heading, I don't know if that's the case, because NFTs are constantly in the news, everybody's trying to get in on it, Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a very significant delay, so, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it works out for the game, Um, hopefully it doesn't get lost in the shuffle at the end of the year either, you know, who knows what's going to be in the fall this year, and I'm still looking forward to it, it could be, though, a great double whammy again for Xbox at the end of the year. Because uh, this, this game is exclusive to Xbox, at launch at least. I imagine it'll be oh, on PS, PS4 or PS5 they eventually. Get, but good. You get a month of Starfield, yep. and then you get Stalker 2. Right. Holy shit. Yeah, and, and who knows what else they might have. So once again at the end of the year, you know, in 22... Um, Microsoft's going to have a nice double whammy if everything hits and is good, you know, like they I mean, had this who knows, year. Who knows when Obsidian's uh, fantasy RPG is going to Yeah, launch. I mean, that what that rumor was this year. Mm. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Could be a big year for Xbox. Yeah, there's also a rumor, I think that Forza Motorsport's going to release this year. The yeah. Turn 10 one, so yeah. I mean, it could be huge, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of potential, and you know, of course, Sony has God of War Ragnarok, but which will be huge. But man, Microsoft might just have it in numbers. 
Speaking of numbers, Dying Light Devs has come out and said the number of hours to fully complete Dying Light 2 will be 500. It will take at least 500 hours to fully complete Dying Light 2, even though, you know, the main story might be able to, you might be able to do it in like 20 hours. If you do main story and some side quests, 70 to 80 hours. They've backtracked back and forth on this, but their big flex out there on Twitter was 500 hours. Dying Light 2 being a 500-hour game. Yeah. Which I don't think is the flex they think it is. No. Uh, Whenever yeah. I see something like this, I'm like, it takes 500 hours, I just kind of like roll my eyes. I'm like, oh my god. Like, All right, so let's make let's make a list of things that make our eyes roll about video games that are being announced. Uh, flexing a huge hour count is up there for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, NFTs, fuck them. I don't want that shit. Yeah. Uh, um, something that makes my eyes roll is pre-order guides. Jesus fucking. Whenever I'm and roadmaps before the games even launch. Oh yeah, roadmaps before launch. They're they're the fucking worst. Ugh. Yeah. Yikes. Mm, yeah, I'm sure there's way more. We we can actually <laughs> we can make this a big. Hey, list. wait, hold on, hold on. I believe in our game of the year episode. I said fuck lists. We can't do the list. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, anyways, back back to this, though. I mean, yeah, it's just absurd. 500 hours. They're basically saying that's literally everything in the game, and this game's also supposed to have, like, you know, branching narrative choice-based sort of things. Um, who knows if they're factoring that in, but let's be honest. It's fucking very rare that a game is 500 hours long. No game is 500 hours long, you know, unless it's obviously a replayable live service game multiplayer game mmo like come on man the, the game will be 30 hours long i bet they're saying that if you do the main store and side quest it'll be under 100 or whatever that it could take 70 80 but that that still seems long yeah. honestly even at 100 or 70 to 80 hours kind of turns me off as well i ain't got time for that all the time. Like, there's there's games out there that are long that I'm going to play that, and that I want to play way more than Dying Light 2. Dude, games longer than 20 hours kind of turn me off at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, if you can't get your point across in 20 hours, you're running into the point where I've spent $70 at this point, and I've also spent... 20 hours of my life playing this if I like I find it hard to believe that anyone can make a 20 plus hour game that is engaging enough to to justify being that long um, at least in this traditional like single player um, campaign sense like I, of course there are the exceptions to games as a service MMOs and, and that kind of stuff, but for what Dying Light is, being this single-player game, um, yeah, you just can't... Games of this nature, you cannot justify to me being 20-plus hours long. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
definitely. You know, and, and I mean, there's games that are just naturally long that I really love, like um, The Witcher 3, um, Divinity Original Sin 2, maybe. Like, that, you know, every game has its, its lull patch here and there in the game, um, as good as it might be. Um, Skyrim, like, I mean, it, it happens. So, it, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard to be consistently engaging when you're over 20 25 hours long like to the point where you're invested in every fucking second of the game and honestly that's another reason why i love halo infinite so much like that was an open world game sure it was a little like you know basic potentially you could say and it's in what you're doing in that open world and but the sandbox gameplay is really good but that game you're in and out in, in 20 hours or less Honestly, probably around fifteen, and really, if you wanted to mainline a story, you yeah, you're in you didn't and out. Give in 10. a shit about the open. If you didn't give a shit about the open world map, I think you could beat that game in five hours. Yeah, I mean it's it's not that long, and you know, bigger or bigger and longer does not mean better. I always like adding to the fucking list. One thing that just makes my eye makes me roll my eyes related to a developer bragging about hours is when. A, you know, gamer uh, complains about hours. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, sometimes, you know, it, it can make sense. But, man, there's times where it's like, oh, this game's fucking 10 hours long. but should be 50. Like, oh, what are you talking about, bro? What Do, does it make it doing better? for that other 40 hours? Exactly. <laughs> what, what are you imagining? <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, too. I mean, sometimes there's the you know there's always the whole debate, and it's such a subjective thing of you know hours versus like dollar value. Um, that, but that's a subjective thing for sure. That you know it's going to be a debate forever when it comes to games. Um, yeah, and I, I just think yeah. I, I look at a huge hour count. I'm like, that's bloated to tell. Yeah, there is probably a lot of shit in that game that I don't feel like doing. Yep, absolutely. And like, if this is the direction that get gets more people to play game to buy these games, if that is the thing that's going to make it popular, we're going to get a lot of bad video games. Yes. And I don't want that. I don't want bad video games. I want good video games. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I want Armored Core. Mm. There have been some leaks, Tyler. Yeah, I saw. You saw the leaks. We're going to get in the robot. Gonna get in the robot, baby. Right now, the details are limited. There are only some (laughs) low-resolution screenshots and some descriptions. But I am fucking... I, I want it. I want some more Armored Core. (sighs) <sighs> yeah man it's been a bit and if it is an, if it is a souls like armored core fucking whatever man I'm I'll I'll play it <laughs> fuck yeah yeah that, fuck I mean yeah. that's what I was gonna ask like do you think they'll go in a souls like direction with armored core see I don't have the imagination for how they do it but with uh with with the guy Miyazaki, 
actually involved in this, I imagine it might go that direction. I imagine it might go that direction. So, yeah. I mean, they've been talking about doing this for a while. Yeah. And you know what? I'm ready for it. If if the thing after Elden Ring is 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 an armored core, I'll be very happy. And then if after that it's Bloodborne 2, I'm fucking... <laughs> I'm, I'm exploding with joy. Yeah. Uh, if you're, but yeah, if you're, they should do an armored core. Yeah, why not? I mean... You know, uh, people really love uh, From Software's games, but, you know, recently they've been, you know, you have your sword, you beat some dudes up, you get your ass kicked, you know, explore world. Why not do something different? Jump back into fucking robots. Get some guns. Yeah, blow, and what if your robot... No, 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 Tyler, Tyler. What if your robot has a big laser sword? Okay, laser swords are cool <laughs> on robots, yeah. And you're taking on giant fucking planet-sized robots. Ooh, planet robots. Damn. That's badass. Possibilities are endless. So, uh, let's... Let's let's put put just a little... Little note there. Uh, Will we see some armored core this year? Something. Like... At the Game Awards 2022 in December, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, actually, could it happen? You made me think of one piece of news I'm going to throw in. One more. Oh yeah, is it Jeff Keighley's thing? Is it about E3? It's about E3. You mean not E3? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Let's just, we can just jump into it right now. Um, yeah, not E3. Yeah. <laughs> E3 2022 has been canned as an in-person event, and they don't even know if they're going to do a digital event this year. Damn. Jeff Keighley, hot on the spot, here in January, saying he's doing something. Yep. In what, June? Yeah. Like, we don't... Jeff, calm down. It's January. (laughs) I got a fucking fucking email about it. (laughs) It's like Summer Game Fest. It's coming back this summer. I'm like, oh my god, dude, it just... We just turned into 2022. <laughs> Jeff, please shut the fuck up. It's January. Let us let us rest. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, none of this surprises me at all. Um, sure, the world could be in a better place in six months during the summertime when it comes to covid but let's be honest it's still fucking really weird to have a in-person event especially one where you're constantly touching controllers and next to each other and yelling and at each putting other putting on vr headsets yeah it's just no no i know there's yeah, sporting no, thinking events, about it damn. now i'm never doing a vr demo at an event ever oh, again no, if man. i ever go to an yep. event again same i yeah that just like the thought of it disgusts me now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Even back then, it was still like, it's a little weird, man. But now it's like, fuck like, is no. that moisture from the wet cloth they wiped this with, or, or is this this previous dude sweat? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, an online show does somewhat surprise me, and I only say somewhat. Just because it's E3, I feel like they would have tried to do something. Obviously, 2020 was 
a lost cause. Um, it sounded like it was going to be a lost cause anyway. But um, 2021, they obviously planned that for a long time. So maybe that's kind of the reason why they're unsure about 2022. They're probably really holding out that they could have had a physical in-person event. And these shows take a long time to plan. Um, doesn't take a long time for a publisher to just put up a video on YouTube and say, here's our shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, also, though, to digital E3 2021, not that good. No, I, 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 I honestly, yeah, there's, there's developers, small developers that could really benefit from being attached to E3. But, uh, dude, it... I felt like that show benefited fucking no one last year, for the most part. I mean, Microsoft and Nintendo shows were the only ones worth watching, and they didn't need E3 to necessarily be exciting at all. No, they already bad. run their own streams periodically. Exactly. So. It was not exciting. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. Tyler, we talked a little bit earlier about... Some revivals, renewals of old franchises, Tyler. Strauss Zelnick had the gall to, un- to to name Midnight Club amongst their biggest franchises. And this, in coordination with their acquisition of Zynga, has some people thinking we're going to get a Midnight Club mobile game. But Tyler, I think we should just get a full-on Midnight Club game from Take-Two. Dude, yes. I remember Midnight Club Los Angeles. Yes. That was a fucking kick-ass game. It was dope. I fucking love that game. Also, Midnight 3 Dub Edition. Mm, so good. Mm. I love that game on console. I remember playing it a lot on PSP. Dude, the game fucking ruled. I, Midnight, Midnight Club was so much fun. and Honestly, I think there's a place for it. Especially with Need for Speed just being bad from year to year. Like, dead. Are they doing a Need for Speed this year? Not that. Uh, no, not this year. No way. Did they? They so. didn't do one last year. No, I don't. I don't see Need for Speed this year. Uh, they really got to rethink that franchise for sure. So there's a space for this franchise, but the problem, and it's like a double-edged sword sort of thing, is the problem is Rockstar. They just take so long to make their fucking games. They are obviously very focused on GTA Online. And why would you put time into a Midnight Club game when you could make GTA 6 and make billions of dollars more? So, uh, so we're just going to concede that EA is going to be the only publisher publishing racing games now. Yeah. Is that, is that what it's going to be? Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, it feels that way. I don't want it to be that way, though. I that mean, makes me sick. I mean, I guess you do have Forza, but yeah. as far as like third-party published racing games, like it's it's fucking EA, yep. and that's it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they have all the Codemasters stuff. Need for Speed. I mean, yeah, it's it's a bummer. So I would I would love Midnight Club, and if it comes back on mobile, that's just gonna bum me out. Yeah. It'll be good to see it back, but it'll be like, damn, why can't this be on console? It'd be good. Man, it would look so good on next-gen hardware, too. Fuck. It would. It would. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Fire Sprite's busy. Holy shit. 
I didn't realize it was Fire Sprite taking this over. Yeah. Um, Twisted Metal, the reboot. It was going to be made by whoever did that fucking Destruction All Stars game. I forget. Lucid. What was it? Lucid. Yep. Lucid. Yeah. Lucid. Um, but now Fire Sprite's taking it up. Uh, so Fire Sprite is both making that Horizon Call of the Wild or Call of the Mountain. Um, and now this Twisted Metal reboot. I don't, I need to look up Fire Sprite because I don't even know what they've fucking done. <laughs> they've done, I believe, a the Persistence and the Playroom. Yes, that is what they've done. So yeah, I mean they that isn't a that isn't a big catalog that doesn't inspire confidence for me. No, um, I I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope I hope they fucking do do this game right. But man, just. They're handing it off to a pretty green rookie studio, if by by the standards of uh, video game studios. Yeah, I mean, I think Sony picked up Fire Sprite one because they have a huge team. I mean, when they bought them, it's reported that they have like two hundred fifty plus employees, and all yeah. they've made is VR games. I mean, that's nuts. And so them doing like Horizon makes a ton of sense. Um, but I'm with you. But at the same time, I'm I'm willing to, you know, give them a chance. I mean, let's see what they can do with this this franchise. And honestly, Destruction All Stars wasn't too exciting. Maybe it should have just been Twisted Metal from the start. But who knows? But um, yeah, I wonder though if if Fire Sprite is taking over to development as a lead studio and if Lucid's still going to work on the project or are they just done you know or did Sony just see what they had and was like nah this isn't this isn't happening or or is it just the sheer size of Fire Sprite is the reason why that was done uh, I mean I don't know if we'll ever know but yeah I'm, I'm curious how, how it'll turn out Fire Sprite is they're making it happen I will say I'm more excited for this Twisted Metal reboot than I am for whatever that TV show is going to be. Because that... Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with that. Let's be honest. That's going to be bad. There's going to be a chance Twisted Metal reboot's bad, too. Don't don't get me wrong. But that TV show, no way. Not going to be good. I just don't... I don't understand Sony's obsession with making their video game franchises into movie and TV shows. I don't think they're going to be good. I just don't. All about that IP, baby. Gotta have that IP in people's ears, in their eyeballs, all the time. They're just not going to be able to compete with Sonic. That's the thing. Sonic set the bar. Yeah. And they're just not going to be able to meet that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They should focus on video games where they're winning awards and being nominated for awards. They are nominated for a few awards here, Sony. They've got a few games up here. Uh, the Dice Awards are coming up. See, the Dice Awards do it right. They wait until the next year to give the awards to the previous year's games. To give them time to, you know, maybe consider some late releases and all that. Yes. I agree with this format. I love it. Uh, but yeah, they've announced some of their nominations here. Um, there are a lot of awards here. 
Um, I don't think we're going to go through all of this. <laughs> no. Holy shit. No. Uh, but the big one here, game of the year. Hopefully, hopefully someone gets some justice here. Um, they've got five games in their nominations here. Uh, so De- Deathloop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Returnal are up for game of the year. Just wild to me that It Takes Two keeps appearing up here. Like, we really need to play that game to yeah. figure out what the fuck people are on about. I agree. Yeah, I really I really think we need to, to play it as well. Good, good see Returnal on this list and Inscription. Alright, I'm... Okay, so original music composition. Thank God it's original music composition here. <laughs> yeah. Because fuck you, Guardians of the Galaxy. I still think they got this wrong. I still think they got this wrong. Yeah, how so? How the fuck is Sable not on here? How the... Mm. Because I know it's... Japanese breakfast. Jay Brecky out there. You know, people in the know. They did an original music for this video game. It's weird to get a big artist to do original original music for your video game. And it was good. It was good music. And then Final Fantasy XIV Walker is not on this list. And it makes me just want to choke someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least, um... Now, I'm sure that soundtrack's banging. At least, um... Near is it on here? As well, being a remake. What do you feel? How do you feel about that? Listen, Tyler, I appreciate you talking about Nier or whatever, but Mr. Masayoshi Soken wrote the Final Fantasy XIV and Walker soundtrack while he was on what he thought was his deathbed. Mm. While he was struggling with cancer, he wrote some of his best fucking work. Oh, wow. And he can't get any goddamn recognition. Yeah. Yeah, it's a baller. For sure. I do like... Yeah, overall, you know, to be honest with you, um, Dice Awards, they're a lot more... You know, they, they try to be a little bit more like, say, the Oscars. Something like that. A lot more formal. Um, I I just overall kind of... You know, I, I, I could take this being the, the award show over the Game Awards. Fuck it. Why not? I like how they do uh, characters. You know, it's outstanding achievement in character. I think that's a pretty good award. Uh, Deathloop is up with Colt Vaughn, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, Kena, obviously. Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors, Rivet, Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart, and Lady D. Resident Evil Village. It's a good list. You know what I'm seeing here? These people have enough taste to not put 12 minutes up for an award. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it has some famous actors attached to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or Far Cry 6, for that matter. Right. Far Cry 6, not up on any of these awards. Yeah. Just because they have a a, uh, celebrity attached to it. Yeah. And they don't have, like, dumb shit, like, 
best action game, and then best action adventure game. They they just have action game, and then they have adventure, but they split the two to where it honestly makes sense to me. And they don't have this fucking... Uh, this split between best community support and like best ongoing game. They just have bet online game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Do that. <laughs> and they didn't put it takes two up for family game of the year, which seems appropriate from what I've heard about that video game. We still need to play it and we'll judge it for ourselves. But I have a feeling with as many people has been saying it. I do believe that maybe the DICE Awards here have actually captured the spirit of what family game means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think the only awards that I... I don't know. I would love if someone could like explain the difference to me. They have an outstanding achievement in game design and then an outstanding achievement in game direction. And every game on the list is the same except for one. There's one different. Mm. So mm. I'm like, what? well, what's the difference because to me they somewhat go hand in hand in my mind i don't know that just seems kind of unnecessary outstanding achievement in game design boom that makes sense who could mm. you know what i'll allow them to have that one flaw yeah because you know they've They've done well in these other categories here. But yeah, Dice Awards coming up. Uh, when when do they hand those out? Let's see. That is February 24th? Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's the last piece of news we have for this show, unless something else came up that you uh, want to talk about. I don't think so. Let me let me let me just type in a few of these websites that we like to source for these, and see if anything is breaking. Um, Doesn't look no. like it. No. What? We're good. Is your expectation? Because they put out some today for this Pokemon Legends Arceus game. I don't know. What is it even supposed to be? I know. I know. Is it like it, it isn't the next gen? No. It's a prequel game. <coughs> it's a pre Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I don't think that game looks very good. And it kind of bums me out. Like I watched some of that today and I'm like I don't even know and I want to be I want to be proved wrong. Maybe it just wasn't in the footage because I also just haven't heard about it either. I don't know if there's actual, like, battling in the game outside of battling wild Pokemon. So I'm like, what are you doing besides catching wild Pokemon? And then I also heard that there's crafting in the game, and that kind of turned me off too. I saw them crafting Pokeballs, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know, man. I really want to prove wrong. I want to be proved wrong. And if it gets good reviews, I honestly might check it out. But, like, I'm just, what are you doing in the game? Okay. This doesn't so seem they're too trying good. Something, they're trying something different here, Tyler. They are. And I know this, I know this is a PlayStation show. But here, let's, let's make this the last thing we talk about here. Pokemon. 
they're trying some. They've tried things that are different. They made a Pokemon MOBA, which is apparently successful. Pokemon Unite out there, people seem to like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. They did Pokemon Go. Tyler, if you were to choose a new genre for Pokemon, it cannot be this the same formula that they've been doing for what twenty some years now, thirty years. Man, twenty years, twenty some 90, years now. Ninety-eight, yeah, or was it ninety-six? Either one. Regardless, if you have to choose a new genre, a new direction for Pokemon to go in, what do you do? Mm. I have an idea that I already tweeted out, and people might already know it. But all right, well, we'll go for it. Tell me your idea. So, have you noticed that a lot of Pokemon are round like a ball? Yes. <laughs> Stick with me. Pokemon Golf, where you smack some of these round boys around. Oh my god, that would be so good. Why have they not made a Pokemon and Golf they, game? They have, they have like their moves which can adjust your shot and all that. Yes. Yes. Pokemon Golf, let's smack some of these round Pokemon. <laughs> that would be good. That'd be great. Um, I would love... They might have done a game in this genre but give me a fucking roguelike like hades or dead cells i know it's weird i just said give me a roguelike game where but where you just play as different pokemon but it feels like those games you know mm. the fast-paced nature you have special cool moves because with each pokemon you're battling up to like i don't know legendary is is your bosses or something i don't know Every oh, run shit. has different Pokemon in it or some shit. It's all randomized. I don't know. That could be pretty cool, man. Or, oh god, this is just... This is dark, Tyler. But a Pokemon RTS. Where you just build armies of Pokemon to fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Like, like Age not? of Empires or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Jesus. Okay, well... I think we're going to leave it there. We can't give away all these ideas for free. No. It's not like they'll do them anyways. No. If anything, Nintendo is like the most conservative, let's just keep doing what we've been doing company out there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, no worries there. They won't steal our original intellectual property. Uh, (laughs) And with that, we are going to end this show. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, send them to us a number of different ways. One way is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. And until next time, be good to each other, player video games. And it's lights out and a we'll see you later.